Look at the people you disagree with. Look at the people who you think are the problem. Look at the people who you think are evil and try to imagine what if they're actually completely equal to me. Getting discomfortable with hierarchy. At its most basic level, shame is this unpleasant sensation in our body that gets created anytime we think we can achieve something and we can't, or we perceive ourselves as being disconnected from important people, or any people perhaps. We sense that they might be rejecting us, or judging us badly, or forgetting about us, or replacing us or just not really caring or respecting us in general. In those specific situations, our body produces this really unpleasant feeling. And that feeling is almost always tied to these interpretations in our brain that basically say, we're not as good as we need to be, or we're not as competent, or we're not as acceptable or lovable. However you want to describe it, it's this sense of being lower. There's this unpleasant feeling in our body that makes it feel like there's like literally something wrong with us. And the way our brain tends to interpret that is that we're just not as good as other people or as we could theoretically be. So it makes sense that built right into this feeling is hierarchy. The second we start to feel this this wrongness, this sense of pain in our gut or wherever shame tends to flare up for you in your body, and we interpret that as meaning that we're not as good as we could be, there's this inherent sense that there are other people or there is the potential for someone to be better than we are. So right there, there is this comparison with a hierarchical value structure in which someone else or some theoretical version of ourselves is above, but we in this moment and perhaps forever are below. It's better and worse. It's high status and low status, right, wrong, you name it. It's all of these hierarchical binaries built right into our body. And it's the root of so many problems. Hierarchy is connected to patriarchy, it's connected to capitalism, it's connected to racism, it's connected to homophobia and transphobia, it's connected to sexism, it's connected to poverty, it's connected to so many social issues. So in my mind, it is in fact shame that gives us the very idea of hierarchy and status. I think it is shame that pressures us as an animal to structure ourselves in a hierarchical way. Perhaps it's the same thing with chimps and bonobos and other social or pack animals like wolves and dogs. Shame creates these sensations in these animals, potentially, like us, that cause them to interpret themselves as being in a hierarchy. And the way that they fall into that hierarchy based on their self-assessment and based on the comparisons and assessments with their peers becomes this actual structure 
in their lives. And there's this alpha on top. You know, with with chimps, it's a male alpha. With bonobos, it's a female alpha. With wolves, I, I think it's male. I'm not sure. I'm not an expert in any of this. But there's no question that most pack animals naturally fall into these hierarchies. And humans are often no different, though there are exceptions. There are Of course, some tribes and civilizations that were more matriarchy. There are lots of civilizations like the West that are more of a patriarchy. And there are definitely egalitarian cultures out there. But there is this kind of shame incentive that often pressures us into a hierarchy. So in my mind, hierarchy is totally natural, but that doesn't mean we have to give in to it. It doesn't mean we have to believe it. It doesn't mean we actually have to structure ourselves that way. Because if there's one thing I know about humans, it's that we're basically the most adaptable, flexible animal on the planet. That's what allowed us to conquer the world for better or worse. Our animal friends are basically mostly controlled by a set of pre-programmed instincts. So their behavior is pretty limited to exactly how they evolved. But humans evolved this flexible brain that allows us to change and pivot and learn and try new things. And the way that that manifests in people is through culture. We have this powerful sense of culture that shapes our behavior and evolves in the same way that our, you know, actual instincts evolve, except culture can evolve so much quicker. Culture can evolve within a generation. So you you can see that humans have this incredible ability to adapt quickly, to change, to live in a city, to live in the country, to come up with new technologies, and to learn to live with them in a way that other animals simply cannot. So we have the potential to adapt to equality. We have the potential to adapt to different types of structures. We don't have to believe the feeling, the embodied belief of hierarchy that shame stimulates. And what's interesting is that I think it's actually shame that also helps us be such a flexible species. The way that culture is transmitted, in my conception, is through shame. Shifts in culture start as kind of a radical, transgressive group doing something different. But when it reaches a certain tipping point, shame basically pressures everyone else in the culture, more or less, to step into line. So that powerful, motivating force of shame that says, fit into the group, belong, connect, is what pressures us to want to keep up with the Joneses, to, to find and, and align with the latest trends, the, the latest memes. So just as shame will pressure us to align ourselves into the fictional hierarchy of human value that we see enacted around us in Western culture, it is also possible for shame to pressure us to view ourselves as equal instead. It's not going to be easy, because naturally, when shame makes us feel bad, different, and alone, we look around and have this sense that if we are bad, different, and alone, there must be people who feel good and feel normal and part of the group. Shame inherently creates that dichotomy. So we're always going to be wrestling with this sense of being beneath other people. That's sort of natural. It's part of us. 
but it doesn't mean we have to interpret that belief as being true. That's sort of what getting discomfortable with shame is all about. It's about feeling shame, accepting it, saying, of course, of course I'm feeling shame right now. I just kind of got rejected. So naturally, my body is going to react with this feeling that tells me I'm different, bad, and alone. But I don't have to believe it. I can feel it and let it pass without letting it actually convince me that I'm worse and without letting it control my actions and pressure me to do something that I don't actually value or agree with on a more conscious adult cognitive level. So when it comes to hierarchy, there's the potential to feel that sense of hierarchy, to to feel that some people seem to be really connected and happy and better than us, and feel sometimes that we feel lesser or miserable or pathetic or worthless. We can feel all of that, but we don't have to believe it, and we don't have to act on it. And the reason I think that this is so important is that our culture of hierarchy, I think, negatively impacts everyone's well-being. If you're anything like me, you've spent a good portion of your life trying to climb up the fictional hierarchy of human value, trying to prove that you belong at the top, that you have as much value as you can possibly create or reveal, that you're better than the people who are bad, that you're one of the good ones, that you're worthy of being part of the group and and being loved. And in our culture of hierarchy, it seems like there's a kind of cutoff line on this fictional hierarchy, below which you are no longer worthy of love or connection or belonging or any of that good stuff. So it's like we're all trying to prove and reveal our innate worthiness so that we can remain in the group and not fall below that line. And when you're struggling on this hierarchical ladder of human value, you never feel particularly safe. Even when you think you're near the top, there's this shamey question that I've talked about before. What have you done for me lately? It feeds right into productivity culture, this need to constantly be proving your value on this hierarchy. Sure, you you achieved one thing last year, but you kind of feel this sense that you need to keep proving yourself in order to not fall down the hierarchy, not be forgotten, neglected, replaced, etc. A hierarchy is an inherently unstable place because it's completely made up. It's impossible to tell. Am I really at the top? Sure, now I'm rich and famous. But what if I get canceled? Or what if my next uh, project flops or is a failure? Then I'm back at the bottom of the hierarchy. It's like we're constantly struggling and trying to figure out through some means of impressing everyone else as well as ourselves that we have worth. But there's no real science to it. Oh, maybe it's if I make this much money, then I'm high on the hierarchy. Or if I have this much success or fame, then I must be high on the hierarchy. Or if I'm this good or this attractive, or if I hit all the boxes of, you know, marriage, children, car, house, etc., then won't I be high on the hierarchy? I mean, because this hierarchy isn't real, it makes it this really unstable, ambiguous place to try to live. 
And when you get to the top, a lot of people discover that it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel any better. You have to keep hustling. You have to keep climbing. It always seems like there's someone above you on the fictional hierarchy of human value. So even when you succeed, it just doesn't feel that great. And on the flip side, we're actually like pushing other people down. We're always looking at this comparison to say, oh, well, where do I rate? And if it's a hierarchy and we want to be at the top, then we're kind of climbing over people. And and if we feel envy, we're trying to find a way to sort of lower them or undermine their success on the hierarchy. Or we demonize whole groups of people. You know, those people who we don't agree with politically, or different racial groups, or different countries and different nationalities, or people who don't recycle, or people who are vegan. It's like we find all of these tribal lines with which to say, okay, my group is high on the hierarchy because we believe all the right things about racism and abortion and politics and immigration. And all the people who believe different things, they're low on the hierarchy. Hierarchy, and they do not deserve my love, respect, attention, connection, etc. So this innate sense of hierarchy is playing right in to the divisive nature of our culture, to tribalism, to the ever-widening political divide between so-called right and so-called left. And the irony is that so many people are fighting to end hierarchies in all these other places. We're, we're trying to end racial hierarchies that say that white is the best. We're trying to end white supremacy. We're trying to end a culture of dominance and oppression where certain rich people are at the top and everybody else is at the bottom with less power. We're trying to create equality in our culture because there are so many statistics that show how much well-being and quality of life we achieve when we have relative equality. But we still cling on to the moral hierarchies or the human value hierarchies that say the people who don't think like us, they are worse, they are lesser, they are not deserving of my friendship or my connection or anything. So as we're trying to topple these very real, very tangible hierarchies that are impacting society in a negative way, we are still using shame to create these other fictional hierarchies that are having the same effect, but in a slightly different arena. It's feeding into this culture war, the fictional hierarchy of cultural value the fictional hierarchy of political ideological value. Any binary or comparison where there's a 100% dogmatic good and a 100% dogmatic bad feeds right into this precarious, shame-fueled culture of division. It's clear that it feels good to interpret yourself as being on the top of the hierarchy. It feels good to create a comparison and feel certainty that you are on the upside of the comparison, that you are the good ones and those other people are the bad ones. There's definitely some satisfaction to that or we wouldn't be doing it. And it's, it's no question that it's a kind of escape from shame. We're saying, okay, no, I'm, I'm putting the potential shame onto those people. They're the ones who should feel bad. And I don't have to feel bad because I'm up here doing all the right stuff, doing all the good stuff. 
But as culture is always changing, there's this hustle to make sure that you are in the know of exactly how to fit in and be perceived as good in your culture at all times. But it's impossible. By believing in this hierarchy, we are always opening ourselves up to the potential of falling from grace. The pit of shame is always there beneath us, and the fear of that pit is what motivates us to keep trying desperately to fit in, keep trying desperately to stay at the top or climb as high as we can on this fictional hierarchy. And no matter how good it feels to be certain that you're at the top, I think it will never feel as good as the relief and certainty of equality. If you can truly convince yourself that everyone is of equal value, that there is no objective truth to these ideas of status or success or better, if you can really start to believe that, then you don't have to worry about tumbling into the pit at the bottom of the hierarchy. You don't have to worry about sliding down the ladder and losing all of your value and worth. Because no matter where you are, you are equal to everyone. You are just as worthy of connection, of respect, of belonging. You're not worthy of it with any specific group or people. But as a human, you can interpret yourself as just being equal for the sheer fact that you're a human and I'm a human and those people are humans. Everyone who is human can be seen as of equal value. And this doesn't change the fact that we live in a capitalistic culture and some people really do have a lot more money and power. But it has a big impact on the way you view yourself and live your life. The more I can embrace the logic that as a human, I am equal in value and worthiness as every other human, the less I need to lean in to that culture of trying to prove my worth all the time, of trying to be better, of comparison and envy. I still feel all of that stuff. I'm, I'm still a human who has shame, which naturally creates an embodied feeling of hierarchy, this like felt sense of being inferior sometimes, and at other times this, this felt sense that I'm better than others. But just because I feel that doesn't mean I have to believe it. I can feel it, let it pass without acting on it, and without internalizing what comes up as being true. And every time I do that, it convinces me a little bit more that I actually am equal to everyone else. And if you believe that just being a human makes you equal in value to all the other humans, then really the only achievement in life that really matters is simply existing or having existed at all. In this vast, potentially infinite universe full of who knows what, the fact that we got to exist and be conscious and experience emotions and time and space and just be a living, organic thing is an amazing achievement that when you think of all the things that could have existed but don't, 
it's also infinite. So it really is this like extraordinary, lucky, miraculous achievement to just exist at all. That's like the most impressive thing we will ever do in our entire lives, no matter how rich or famous or successful or brilliant or genius or good you are. Really, from one interpretation, you could see that the only thing that really mattered was that you got to exist at all. And everyone else and everything else that got to exist, that's what makes them equal to you. We all got to exist. We all did it. We're here. Wow. Congratulations. Good for us. Convincing ourselves in our heads that we're equal to everyone else is, I think, a really powerful way to achieve more well-being, to focus on what we actually want to do with our lives, on being more authentic, on following what actually makes us feel good, what, what gives us a sense of passion and purpose. That becomes a lot clearer when we're not constantly trying to prove our value based on the opinions of all these other people or based on the culture that we grew up in. So it is very freeing. But of course, it doesn't make us, you know, it doesn't suddenly put a bunch of food on our table or money in our bank or power in our position in life. So we do still need to work towards creating real, tangible equality in our society. It's, it's definitely two different issues. But I think we will have a lot more success and a lot more effectiveness in creating actual equality in our society when we can get clear internally on the idea that all people are of equal value. Because if you're trying to create equality in society, but you have this belief that people who disagree with you on certain issues actually are of less value than you are, actually are worse people, actually are evil or bad in some way, then you are going to oppress them. You are going to create some equality here while lowering, scorning, judging, disrespecting, and rejecting all of these other people over there. This fictional hierarchy in our head is so viral because it comes out in the way we treat other people. It comes out in the way we interact with the people we don't agree with, with the people on the other side of the political spectrum, with the people who do the things that we judge or that we think are bad or who we think are morally repugnant. And it's so ingrained in our culture, this whole idea of good versus evil, of the chosen one who will destroy the Sith or Voldemort or like insert whatever popular hero's journey you want. And we see ourselves as that hero trying to vanquish evil. Meanwhile, the evil people are actually just normal, equal human beings with different ideologies who are trying to vanquish us because they think we are the the root of all problems and evil. The bottom of our hierarchy is the top of someone else's. So try this thought experiment. Look at the people you disagree with. Look at the people who you think are the problem. Look at the people who you think are evil. And try to imagine, what if they're actually completely equal to me? 
Think of all the people that you think you need to reject or that you don't think you should connect with, all the bad people, all the people who you think need to be punished. And then ask yourself, what if they are just as valuable and equal to me? What would that mean? How would I treat them? It doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but there would be a different quality to the way that you interacted with them. You could still treat them with basic respect while disagreeing with them. Because we're never going to live in a society where everybody agrees, where everybody has the same culture, where everybody has the same morals or values. We're always going to have people that we don't get along with or that we, we judge or that we see things differently than. There's going to be so many different perspectives like that. And to just create this hierarchy where we think it's okay to reject and oppress those people that we disagree with is the same problem created over and over and over again. We dismantle one hierarchy, but then create another in a different arena. And the next time you feel inferior or lesser or isolated or bad or worthless in some way, you can embrace that feeling without believing it or acting on it. Oh, this is that feeling of shame and hierarchy and comparison that makes me feel like I'm lesser. But it's not true. It's just a feeling designed to motivate me to try to connect and join and conform with the group. And by the same token, when you feel that sense of superiority, of pride above others, of being better than, of being kind of righteous and morally certain that you know what is good and others do not, when you have triumphed over someone else, remind yourself that that is also not true. That is also not real. That is also an illusion that our body is creating in order to reward certain behaviors that it thinks will keep us in the good graces of the group. But once again, it's not about rejecting that feeling. You have to feel it. You have to be like accepting of the feeling. Of course I feel superior. Look what I did. I just got an A on this paper. I just got a huge bonus. Like I just did the thing that society says I'm supposed to do. Of course, I'm feeling better than someone or better than my previous self. That's okay. I'm going to lean into that. I'm going to feel it, but I'm not going to believe it. It's like taking a moment to honor in both cases. Yes, of course, it's natural that I feel lesser or I feel better. I feel superior or I feel inferior. But neither of them are true, and I'm not going to act on either of them. I'm not going to desperately try to fit in just because there's this temporary moment of feeling shame. And I'm not going to sneer at and judge and uh, refuse to associate with others just because I'm temporarily feeling better. If you can see where you are on this emotional roller coaster of worthiness, then you you can kind of place yourself. Okay, yeah, right now I'm at the exciting top and soon I'll be down below in the valley again. But eventually the emotion is going to pass and I'll find myself just coasting along on flat, even ground, just like everyone else. Everyone sometimes feels like they're at the top. Everyone sometimes feels like they're at the bottom. Sometimes I feel like I'm at the bottom while someone else feels like they're at the top. But soon I will feel like I'm at the top and they will once again feel like they are at the bottom. It doesn't actually have any real impact on any objective sense of worth or value or lovability. 
which isn't to say that people have to love us just because we're equal. Connecting with people is still a skill that we can learn and cultivate. But the belief that we're not worthy of it often holds us back from learning how or even trying. So it's basically about viewing all of us as worthy of love and connection, even when we're not in it, and viewing everyone else as worthy of love and connection too, even when it seems like we have it and they don't. 